Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater, the show where two bums talk about other bums at baseball games. My name is Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. This is episode number 130, 130 of Rain Delay Theater. Um, so that means we have a 130 stat to look at. Jack, who do you got for number 130? Yeah, Jeremy. Uh, so I feel like my guy is kind of basic. Uh, okay. He's probably the obvious guy, most obvious guy that stood out from any of these. But I, I picked Kenny Lofton. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. I almost wanted to do it because I picked Charles Nagy last week. So, like, you know, why not keep going with the Indians lineup? I think I named Kenny Lofton as one of the guys who was in that lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, and lo and behold, he hit 130 home runs in his career, uh, which for a guy like Kenny Lofton is pretty good. Um, Kenny Lofton was mostly a, known as a speedster, um, you know, a great center fielder, a great glove man. Um, he won four gold gloves, made five all-star teams in the mid uh, six count, uh, correction, six all-star teams in the mid nineties. Uh, I remember loving Kenny Lofton as a kid. He was one of the first, um, he was probably the first baseball guy I was aware of who was really like known for his speed in being fast um like he you know his his stats are are dope as hell too he had 299 for his career um stole over 600 bases uh you know had 2500 hits um not quite good enough to get to the hall of fame but uh yeah he was he was pretty uh sick for a moment there in the in the mid 90s uh so yeah i always liked him gotta pick him yeah definitely yeah definitely stood out to me uh early on when i looked at the list um, was surprised that he had hit 130 homers in his career. I mean, he played a long time, so it makes sense. But even still, like if, if you would have said 130 for Kenny Lofton, I, I probably would have went under that. Um, so that, but that's cool that he hit 130. Um, 622 stolen bases for his career. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, I I like liked him, but um, I think like I was never. I I just still like I kind of didn't really like like the American League uh, just in general like when I was growing up. Um, but of course, when he came to the Cubs in 2003, um, I kind of renewed like a whole, um, fondness or like, it kind of like sparked a whole fondness for Kenny Lofton that I didn't, I didn't know was there. Um, and he, he, uh, he hit 327 for that, that Cubs team, uh, after coming over from the pirates, um, which is pretty crazy. It, his, the end of his career, like the, the second half of his career after he left Cleveland is, is kind of crazy. Just like the, like I think he was like pretty much on a different team every year, if not two different teams every year. Um, so, so yeah, it's uh, kind of crazy. He he played twenty games for the uh, Astros to start his career. That, yeah, that was, I I didn't. That was kind of a surprise to me. I had always I had never really examined his career under a microscope like this. I had always thought he just came up with Cleveland, um, yeah. but that's not true. They got him. Uh, the Indians got him in a trade for a couple of no name guys and uh, Eddie Tomlinson. Um, who would later go later go on to the Reds? Uh, yeah, Jeremy, like you said, the end of his career um, was a little spotty in, in the in the sense that he played for just a, a bunch of different teams and turned into a journeyman. But he was actually pretty good for like some of the single season teams he played for. For Philadelphia in two thousand five, as a thirty eight year old, he hit three thirty five. 
for the Dodgers in 2006. He hit 301 and over 500 at bats. Um, and even in his last season, 2007, which was split between Texas and the Indians, he ended his career with the Indians. He, he hit 296 in, in almost 500 at bats. So the guy, the guy could still do it. Yeah. Um, and he was still stealing bases too, uh, over 20 a year, 32 in 2006. Um, I was gonna say he seemed like one of those guys who got old kind of fast. But uh, that's that's really not the case. Um, he also didn't debut until he was 24. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he may have also been a basketball player at the University of Arizona in addition to playing baseball. Um, so he was a good all-around athlete. And it says he's from East Chicago, Indiana. Jeremy, is East Chicago, is that when you're driving into Indiana? Is there like a part of part of that that's like East Chicago that's over the river? I Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to think of like where that is. Um, you know, there's like a little bit of, Illinois that kind of like you know dips under Lake Michigan and uh so I think it's like and and you know they they kind of meet there um I I feel like that's that's got to be just uh, across the border maybe a little little south of the lake um it's kind of an area over there uh and it's uh probably wouldn't want to you know tour Kenny Lofton's uh (laughs) you know childhood home or anything but uh yeah so it's 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 odd there he's he's from Indiana he's got Chicago he's from Chicago but he's from Indiana weird stuff there but uh but yeah um yeah i don't know about that that area not not the but not the, probably the nicest but yeah i know i uh, uh probably not um so yeah kenny lofton today is 54 years old uh made 60 million dollars uh during his playing career and he was a, a pretty solid player and a guy i always liked so that's how come i picked him yeah definitely yeah that was a good one that was when i first saw him i was thinking about picking him too um I uh, dug a little deeper, and I, I, I truly wanted to do a guy who, like, was good, um, but definitely, I, like, I don't think we've ever mentioned him on the podcast. We might have mentioned him one time on the podcast, um, but I ended up going, Jack, with um, Mike Greenwell. Yeah, I was I was thinking Mike Greenwell, too, um, and we ha- I believe we have mentioned him uh, on the podcast before. I remember Mike Greenwell as having one really exceptionally good year. Yeah, did... Oh man, I I hope we didn't talk about him for like a number episode or anything. That that would be a that would be a faux pas. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't think we did. If we did, hey, I apologize. We're we're 130 of these in, um, so uh, so I don't know. But speaking of his numbers, it's kind of weird. He um he debuted in 1985. He wore number 39, and then in 1986 he went to number 37. But then in 1987 he went back to number 39, and then he wore that for the rest of his career with the Red Sox. Um, so that's odd. I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if they got some, some guy in 86 who wore 39 and he switched and then he switched back. Maybe at that guy left after one year. I'm not, not sure what the story is there, but, but yeah, Mike Greenwell. Um, yeah, definitely one kind of one good year in 1988. I, if we did bring him up before it was because of this, which is like when, um, when like the, uh, Mitchell report and all these, like, you know, the, the steroid kind of bust happened in like the uh i guess like what the mid 2000s or whatever yeah um and people were like you know like first like jose canseco like when he i guess he like wrote that book and everything people were saying like they should take away um his his mvp so in 1988 um uh jose canseco won the mvp of the american league and mike greenwell finished second and so i feel like someone said like you know what do you, you mean you're going to give the MVP to Mike Greenwell, like retroactively? Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but, uh, but yeah, like, so that was, he hit uh, 22 homers, 119 RBIs, batted 325 that year. Um, but overall his numbers are, are still pretty good. He, um, 
Never really. He hit 19 the year before that, but never really hit um, like close to 20 homers necessarily. Like kind of a uh, a low double digits kind of homer guy. Um, he only played. Uh, well, he played 12 years. He he was done by age uh, 30 after age 32 though. Um, so he didn't play uh, too old. I'm not sure if injuries. Um, he only played like a half a year in '96. So maybe maybe he's kind of struck with the injury bug. Kind of. He kind of was like off and on years, um, starting from '92, like from missing half the season or a lot of the season, and then playing a full season. Um, but uh, he finished with 130 career homers and a 303 batting average, so it's pretty respectable. Um, you know, let's see. Uh, so he was a lefty um, in uh, in Boston. So um, I feel like lefties. I don't know. It's weird. Like lefties, that that corner over there is is. I feel like a lot of lefties can 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 sneak homers in, but uh, you know, you got the monster for right uh, the for uh, right-handed batters. So, um, yeah. No, this is true. Um, uh, yeah, and, and in some respects, it seems like lefties have a little bit harder of a time uh, hit, hitting them at, uh, at at in Boston. But um, yeah, his his numbers are are pretty good. Um, uh, I, one thing I've never seen on baseball reference is uh, when they list agents, it says uh, currently Joe Soroba, uh, but previously himself. Yeah. So right. I like I like that the dude represented himself. That's pretty good. I, and I don't know what changed about that. Maybe he like felt like he got a raw deal and he needed to hire somebody or or yep. what but like you know I, I liked that he was like hey man just like just pay me whatever to play baseball like i'll just do it i don't know if that's actually what he said but you know um right yeah think, so that, you know, that's something i've never seen before yeah you know i think they say uh you know the player who has himself for an agent has a fool for a client right <laughs> <laughs> um huh. yeah so one other thing jack i gotta get this one in here jack uh one fun fact listed on his baseball reference not not just the fact that his nickname was gator um, uh-huh. which would be cool if they called him gator greenwell <laughs> but uh that would be yeah definitely like a wrestler name there but um but uh funnest fact of all relatives under the relatives uh area he's the uncle of joey Turdoslavich, aka joe joey Turdoslavich. Yeah, um, uh, that's uh, that's that's true, Jeremy. We've talked about uh, Joey Turdoslovich before we on this did. podcast. We did, yeah. I, I don't remember what circumstances he came up under, but um, yeah, I think it might have been a numbers or a, like, a, you know, I don't think we. He he certainly wasn't in like, you know, one hundred and twenty-two homers or more than that. So <laughs> I think he, he might have wore. He probably wore like number eighty-seven, and we talked about him on like episode eighty-seven or something. I wonder if they called Mike Greenwell Gator. Oh, well, he's from Florida, so that's probably mm-hmm. why they call him Gator. I was like, maybe they call him Gator because he's got a mustache, and there's a Burt Reynolds movie called Gator. But oh, like, that's well, that's a that's a fucking stretch, and it's probably just because he's from Florida. Probably. I mean, at least they didn't call him Florida. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like like Texas for Chase Anderson. That's right, Chase Anderson, Texas. Hey, where are you from, Texas? All right, your nickname is Texas. It's like, it's like I, th- I think that's how they did it in uh, Full Metal Jacket. It's like, no, you know, Arlie Ermey was a little more clever than that. Yeah, know? yeah, that's like a that's like a nickname like Hawk Harrelson would make up or like George W. Bush or something. Definitely, you know? definitely George W. Bush. Like, I'm gonna call you Texas. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Yeah, so I think I think we got some uh, yeah some good guys there. Mike Greenwell was kind of on the tail end of. Uh, when I, um, you know, started watching baseball, but I do remember yeah. him from his, his last years of the Red Sox. Cool, cool, yeah, yeah, ninety six, um, uh, yeah, and then done by thirty two. So uh, there you go. So, um, all right, folks. Well, uh, 
we were supposed to bring you a recap of the uh, Monday night uh, Milwaukee Brewers at Chicago Cubs game, uh, but um, an hour and 45 minutes about uh, after sitting through the ballpark, uh, the game was rained out, um, and so we, we did not get to see the game. Um, uh, let's see. That being said, we do have uh, a fair amount of things to talk about, so um, we we can kind of go through that. Yeah, yeah, we we got enough. Um, we we got enough. We got enough to have an episode <laughs> here for sure. Um, yeah. Jeremy, when I got home, uh, so like you know, two two plus hours is a long time to to sit there and just do nothing. Um, so I was actually, and and then we walked home, and it was hot and muggy and like drizzling still. Um, and I was kind of exhausted and like in a pissy mood because we, you know, we paid $18 for seats that we to a game that we never saw. Mm-hmm. And like it, it go, when you go to a baseball game that gets rained out and especially when you sit there for a really long time, yeah. the entire night just feels like such a huge waste of time when mm-hmm. you've gotten home. Yeah. Um, but that being said, we did we did get some funny stuff and we did actually get to experience something that I've never experienced at a Cubs game before. We'll get to that uh, a little bit later. Totally. Um, Jack, I uh, thought you were going to say, like, you got home and you were you were jacked up, so you went to the gym and, like, pumped iron or something. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, no. Not, that would be uh, a funny visual. That, yeah, that would be. But, uh, no, no, it was nothing like that. And, hey, you know, let's face it, Jeremy, this isn't the first time we've been to a game that's that's been rained out. It might be, like, the fifth time that it's happened. Uh, it's mm-hmm. at least, this, I think it's the second time it's happened for this podcast. I, they, they played four innings of that White Sox game that we went to. Uh, two years ago yeah um, but uh, yeah you know uh, this is pro- folks this is probably just something that's going to happen like once a year but also we're called rain delay theater so it's kind of in the spirit of this podcast that uh, that it's going to happen um, and you know we're there to bring you the action I it's guess true everything that we have to talk about today was was in fact rain delay theater uh, at least for us in the park yeah, um, and so we, uh, so yeah, this was a Brewers game on Monday night. I was exceptionally excited because it was, you know, getting to see the Brewers in Wrigley Field. It would have been our second Brewers-Cubs game of the year. Um, completely different feel to it um, because the Cubs have sold off all of their players. This was the first game Jeremy and I were going to go to since they, uh, I don't even want to call it a white flag trade because they weren't they weren't in contention, but uh, since they, um, you know, since they basically sold off everybody. So we were actually excited to see some of these Cubs bums. We arrived at the park <laughs> separately. Um, Jeremy, you got there a little bit before I did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so I got there. Um, I, I should note that I was coming from downtown dropping my car off to get fixed, which uh, folks... Uh, we really need that uh, that Patreon going because uh, I got some uh, I got I need uh, I need some new brake drums I need a new drive belt I need a lot of stuff so uh, please um, you know let's get those donations coming in uh, but uh, but yeah so I um I hightailed it up uh, on the red line um, from from downtown um, got there pretty quick um, I think I was in the door by like six twenty or something like that so definitely by six thirty. Uh, so I went to my seat. I headed in. I bought a uh, scorecard, um, <clears throat> and uh, as I was like, I was, I was like, I'm pretty hungry. I was gonna go get some food, and then I'm like, well, this game might get rained out, so let me wait on the food. And I probably should have waited on the scorecard, um, but uh, you know, anyway, got got that scorecard. Uh, I went up to the seats. Uh, we were in the upper deck. We were in the first row of the upper deck reserve, which which um, you know, it has its pluses and minuses. Um, but uh, but yeah, so you know it would have been a good good spot to see the game from. 
uh, kind of similar to where we sat for that Phillies game a couple years ago, I would yep, say. Yep, definitely. Very similar to yeah, that. Yeah, a little closer, I think, this this time. But uh, but still, would have been a cool spot to, to watch the game from. Uh, I get to my seat, and um, uh, so I'm just chilling, whatever, like waiting for uh, Jack to show up. I'm going to try to – I'm going to attempt to pull this up here, Jack. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, let's see. I'm going to try to play this into the, the speaker here, see if this sounds. Um, so I see a vendor come by. And uh, we hear him. Uh, I hear him. Uh, luckily, this guy came back around when Jack was there. But uh, let's see. Oh, you got a recording of this? I did get a recording. Well, actually, oh my god. Wait, oh, actually, no. You know what? This is a recording of. Wait. Okay, hold on. I got a recording of him. Then I got a recording of me mimicking it, so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> uh, however, I forgot to play it before we started, so I don't want to. I don't want to fuck it up. So I'm gonna just try to play this recording. This this first part probably isn't gonna pay off very well, but let, let's try it. Yeah, he's really far, far, far in the distance there. But let me try. This is my recording, my mimicking. <laughs> and when I and when you hear that nasally voice, that is not me. It was the weirdest voice I've ever heard in my life. It, like one of the weirdest voices. He sounded like, uh, like that that movie Little Giants. I think there's that kid with like the glasses, and he. He kind of talks like this or whatever. But, like, uh-huh. this guy was, like, it was so nasally. And he was selling hot dogs. And he goes, it's just, like, hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs. Uh, it was – but I'm even – that's still not doing it justice. It was just – because he didn't – because that kind of sounds like there's a Chicago accent. It was just – it was. let me hold my nose. Hot dogs, hot dogs, hot dogs. <laughs> like, like that. It was so weird. So weird. And, like, he did it right in front of me. And it, it just sounded like a, a recording or something. But, um, but yeah, so – was treated to that hot dog guy uh, at first um, yeah Jer- jeremy he almost to me um so first of all i'm glad you recorded that and remembered like the the, the uh, musicality of how he did that because uh-huh. i had i had hot dogs hot dogs hot dogs in my notes but okay. i couldn't i couldn't remember how he had said it yeah right. he was like yeah he sounded like ralph wiggum to me he was like hot dogs hot dogs hot dogs it was <laughs> i mean I, I everybody i guess hears the voice differently but it was a very specific choice by him about how he was going to advertise these hot dogs so yeah i like it it was a it was original you know a 9.5 out of 10 um you know if i was judging vendors yeah definitely definitely i'm glad that uh i'm glad that he he came by when you were there um like it was his second time around at that point um the only other thing so so that was one thing that i observed while i was sitting there waiting for you to to show up the other the only other thing was um so i'm sitting there and like i'm relatively early the the stadium is not packed but of course there's a family of four that comes in sits down behind me um and of course the kid sits right behind me and of course the kid is kicking my seat just like just kicking my seat and like you know, I don't know. Like, it's like I get. I guess the kids' feet are dangling off the seat, so like they they just kick them. Um, and when they're kicking them, they kick the seat. Their 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 feet are near the seat, so they kick it. Um, you would think that the parents would be like, "Hey, hey, watch your feet! Don't kick the seat!" Like, I I don't I don't. It just never fails to happen. Like, if a kid is sitting in a in a uh, stadium, they're going to be kicking the seat in front of it. It's just like a fail safe uh, outcome and. It's just so annoying because it's so subtle. It's like it's just like it's like someone tapping you, like a little kid like tapping you on the shoulder, like Mister, Mister. But like it's the whole time and they don't stop. It's just so fucking annoying. 
Um, so I ended up moving a seat over to sit in front of the mom. But of course, because the seats are connected, you still kind of you could still feel it when the kid was kicking the other seat. So and I, I kind of gave a, a look back a couple of times. I, I clearly moved over and it just they the parents just didn't seem to uh, to, to it didn't phase them. Yeah, no, that would be like something Johnny Cochran would say to his kids, like, watch your feet, don't kick the seat or something I know. like that. I know. I was I was annoyed. I was even getting annoyed ranting about it because I'm like, this is it's rhyming and I'm, it was pissing me off. <laughs> sure. Well, hey, Jeremy, uh, I think last time we sat in these seats, we sat there for that Phillies Cubs game. I, I think that was the game where like, was that the game where some kid? Was, no, it was a, it was the Padres Cubs game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like that one that Robbie Erland started. This was a, yeah, a couple of years ago, but like, you know, it was for the podcast and some kid was like putting his feet up on your, up on your seat or do you remember that? Well, we there was, trying... there was a grown ass man putting his feet on the seat next to me. Right. Right. Um, and that was, we sat in near this, in that section, like near where we were for the Padres game too. Yeah, that is true. That is Maybe true. Maybe it's just some mojo going on in that section about, about that kind of thing for you. It's like, you've had, you've had bad luck in that section. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I know. I do. I do tend to gravitate towards the, uh, the third base side of the, of the stadium. Um, so yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then also I should say, I should note too, that the dad also had his feet like that too so i'm like well if this if the dad's putting his feet over the the seats like that i don't stand a chance of them right hailing this kicking this the sins of the father uh and <laughs> and all that you know um so yeah we uh we had separate experiences going into the game because jeremy was coming from from downtown so i uh i i came from my house and um uh I, I so I entered the stadium by myself again, like friendly confines. Like I think they saw me, you know. So I had my Brewers hat on naturally, um, and I think you know, Cubs like employees are like try to be extra nice to the visiting team just to create like give them that experience. Even though I've been to like you know a thousand Cubs games, um, they don't know that. So like the <laughs> this one guy who was just standing there greeting people, he's like. Welcome to Wrigley Field, man. I was like, all right, cool, oh. thanks. Um, <laughs> and then, like, so I go to the I, – I needed to um, get a scorecard. And that, you know, where, where you enter um, sort of behind home plate there, that wasn't a, a, a souvenir stand anymore. That was like – it was like a, ven- a vending stand with food. So I was like, well, shit, like that, you know, that one right there isn't there anymore. So I had to, like – I had to hang a right and go down the first base line. And I ended up at that souvenir stand – we were at um, a couple months ago. I think it was the first game we went to when we were trying to get scorecards, and mm-hmm. the computer broke down, and they just couldn't fix it. Yep. So I got in line there, and it was like I realized like I had PS, uh, PTSD. I was like, oh, my God, like I'm not going to get a scorecard. Like This line is never going to move. Um, and it actually was moving very slow. There was an old guy who was working the souvenir stand, yeah. and he was like, the people were taking forever to like pick out their hats, Ugh. and they're like, yeah, maybe I'll take that one. And he's like, all right, well here you can try it on. It's got an, it's got a nice, uh, it's got like a nice adjustable thing. You can just do that. And then like you know this 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 girl was in front of me, and he's like, yeah, you know you can put your ponytail through that and stuff. I was like, can we fucking go here? <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then so then I I get finally he's like she she was like didn't know what hat she wanted so like i was in you know behind her <laughs> maybe she was like you know maybe my uh like i was giving off like pheromones of like frustration you know and she could sense it and so she she turns to me she's like well I, I'm, I'm deciding so you can go ahead of me i was like okay cool that was cool so like um i just asked the guy for a scorecard you know he gives it to me but he sees i've, I've got the brewer's hat on 
So he, he says to me, he's like, oh, man, I hope you guys go easy on us tonight. And, you know, I was like, ah, hey, I hope not. And then he was like, he's like, ah, come on. You already you guys already got one championship this year, um, you know, like referring to the Bucks. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, man, Brewers, Brewers have never won one. And he's like, oh, hey, hey, man, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I wanted to be like, hey, man, I understand the concept of banter. That's what we're that's what we're doing here. Like right, right. you kind of you kind of like made it weird and ruined it by like apologize uh, like choosing to, you know, to to take this journey with me into like playful, you know, sports banter and then like apologizing profusely yeah. for it. I was you, like he you beat him that was like a banter chicken and you you won, Jack. <laughs> he like bailed. Damn, you you own that guy, Jack. Damn you. <laughs> Oh man! So that was, you know, hey, that was good. I appreciate that, you know, the Wrigley, uh, the Wrigley Field staff like tries to, you know, make uh, make it special for people. But hey, like, you know, my Yelp review of it would be like, you know, if you guys are gonna, if you guys are gonna like, commit to the bit. You know what I mean? Like, sure. if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna banter with someone, like, you know, go all the way with it. You don't have to worry about offending me. Um, you know. Right. Uh, and I, and- I I would question that 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 line. Uh, you know, anyway, because it's like. It's not like we're talking to, to like the Yankees here or like even like the Giants or something like it's like the <laughs> Brewers have not won the World Series. So it's like I don't think Brewers fans are like, eh, we don't need to win the World Series because the Bucks won. Like that's, that's <laughs> like, you know, even like even the Cubs or something like, well, whatever. That's that's not a good example. But like, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of someone who won the championship like maybe like 15 years ago. Like, uh, but like, yeah, it, that's not that's not the right path. I would say no, no. Um, and like the Bucks gave Christian Yelich COVID, so <laughs> you know he was at Game Six. People, he was at Game Six, and like five days later, he got COVID. You know, when there were sixty-five thousand people in the Deer District, plus twenty thousand in the stadium. So you know, uh, connect the dots there. Um, you know, Christian Yelich. Hey, you know what? You probably shouldn't be going to an event like that if you're a, a baseball player whose team is in a in a pennant race. But yeah, so that that was my uh, that was my journey. Um, into the stadium, and then Jeremy, I, I eventually met up with you, and and like literally the first thing you said to me was about that kid kicking your seat. So I was all yeah. I was all caught up with what was going on with you. <laughs> right, I I even said it in hopes maybe the parents heard me. Um, <laughs> but uh, this was a situation where I did want someone to hear me because uh, I don't think I would have gotten into a fight with that family. But who the hey, hell? Knows? Yeah, hey, you should have just said this is this is a problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like looked at his feet. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, so you know we we, we catch up. Uh, we're we're talking, um, and you know I, they had before Jack had gotten up to the uh, seats. They had already put on the board that the game was going to start in a delay. Um, so you know we we kind of knew. I mean, we should also say like the forecast looked pretty bad. Um, it looked like maybe it was going to be best case scenario that it would pass like after about an hour or so. Um, so we already, yeah, we were kind of prepared for, for either a long rain delay or for the game to get rain. Honestly, I think we were prepared. We were both prepared for the game to get rained out originally, like at about six 30. Like we were, if you asked us, we probably would have said like, yeah, it's probably not looking good. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if this got game got rained out. Uh, but anyway, so we were, we're, we're sitting there, we're hanging out, um, talking, uh, the Cubs are playing like uh, the the regular PA music that they play. They they started playing that song. I don't know who does it. I sh- probably should know. It's probably like 
a seminal hip hop band that I'm just not that familiar with, but it's it they do they use this I know that they use a sample from the Lou Reed song uh, "Walk on the Wild Side," but so it's like, can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. And so there's a kid, uh, and by kid I probably like early twenties I would say. Yeah. Um, this this like all American looking kid like definitely looks like he's from the suburbs like straight out of the suburbs like um wearing like the cubs like polo and the cubs like khaki or like the just you know khaki pants uh polo tucked in um just he was like uh an usher but i guess he was an usher i don't know um, yeah i mean he, yeah he was like an usher slash like game day operations security person um yeah yeah, yeah. he was an usher sure yeah, like traffic director sort of thing like of right. people like telling them where the seats are or whatever um and so they're playing this song like can i kick it yes you can can i kick it and he's kind of like half a section down from he's maybe like i don't know like 20 feet down from us or something like in the main aisle like uh walking towards us and we we, we both glance over it like miraculously at the same time again i think it must be like our rain delay theater radar or something um but we look over at this kid and he's like He's feeling it. He's dancing and he's like feeling it. But like, it's like he wasn't hiding the fact that he was dancing, but he also wasn't being like big about it. But like, he was totally feeling, he was like kind of like doing these like little dance moves. And so he, he's like, you know, again, I wish, I wish this is a video podcast. We could uh, reenact it, but like, he's, he's kind of like, you know, stepping back on his feet and kind of like swaying to side to side. And he, his like, he took his right hand and he kind of did like that, like swim move sort of thing and like pointed out to the side and he's just like singing to himself and like he looks like he was like at the club or something like like just just fucking feeling it and dancing and uh again right out there in the open like right in the the middle of the aisle uh doing this and uh of course me and Jack saw it um but uh it was uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty funny to see yeah yeah, and I, I even made eye contact with him, like right oh, in the middle nice. of him doing that, and it, yeah. it didn't it didn't stop him no. from doing that. And even when he was right in front of us, he he even you you like looked down at your phone for a moment, Jeremy. I think I think you were like looking at an, a card auction or something. And oh. he he danced even he was dancing even more. Um, and it was just like you know, it, 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 this guy's an usher, right? So presumably something could go wrong during the game. A fan could get rowdy, and like you know, he might need to eighty six him from the stadium, like. I, if, I, if I'm a fan getting kicked out by this guy, I'm not going to take him seriously, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think an, an usher needs to have a little bit more of a somber tone. Sure. I don't think – this kid did not seem like he had any authority to kick anybody out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what his deal was, but, um, like, yeah, I'm not – like, I was I was thinking about it, and, like, you know, like I, I think we've covered on this podcast. I, I interviewed for an usher job, uh, and I must have been – I must have been like going into my senior year of high school or something. So I, you know, they hire kids who are like 17 years old or something. Sure. Um, maybe I was graduated already by that point, but I, I don't think so. I think it was in high school still. And, um, yeah. So this kid, like, uh, you know, just, he, he seemed like a total knucklehead, um, and just dancing and like, yeah, the fact that he was being seen doing this, this is, it's a kind of dancing that you would like, you would maybe do it and then you'd realize, oh shit, like there's 38,000 people like looking at me and then stop. And, but this kid wasn't. And the fact that he wasn't was all the more kind of annoying, like, like angering about it, I would say. (laughs) Jeremy, did they, did they give, we may have talked about this on the podcast before, but did did they give you the job? 
No, I didn't get it. I didn't get hired. Fuck, um, dude. I think it was because I was too much of a fan, honestly. Like, I yeah, really... Yeah, I, I was going to say, talk about mixing business with pleasure. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I, I've I've now interviewed for, like... I've I've inter- I've applied for three jobs there, it occurred to me, uh, <laughs> like, the other... Like, when we were at the game. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, like... Uh, I didn't uh I think I probably told him like I'm a huge fan and that was probably like they probably like eliminated me right right off the bat. Sure. Yeah. Um, my friend got the job um and he was like a big he was not a baseball fan. He was like a metal head um and he like really liked Metallica and the guy who interviewed him like had like long hair and they talked about Metallica in the interview and then he ended up getting the job and not me and I was pissed because he didn't give a shit. And I did, and he got the job. That's fucking that's that's bullshit. That's unprofessional <laughs> on the part of that manager. Although I will say, yeah, maybe also a, sm- a smart decision not to hire you. I'm not saying they should have hired the other guy, <laughs> but it's like, would you have done your job? I don't know. I but I guess like, we didn't really we never we never maybe gotten into the nuts and bolts of this on the podcast so. because so one of the things they did, Jack, they asked me uh, they they would ask you these hypothetical questions, and um, one of the questions was like. Uh, all right, say you're um, you're an usher in this section, and someone is uh, smoking a big cigar, and like there's a bunch of smoke coming from it, and uh, the people behind him uh, get up and come to you and complain about the 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 cigar smoke. Uh, what do you do? And then I said, well, I would go over and politely ask him to to put it out or something. Uh, and then he's like, all right, well then, what happens if you do that? And then he just lights up again, and he 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 starts smoking again, and like. I think I just said like I'll just get my my manager or something. Oh, okay. And I think that was also a bad answer. <laughs> I don't. I think they didn't want me to like just pawn it off on someone else. But I'm like, what, sure. what the hell am I supposed to do? I asked the fucking guy once, and he's not gonna listen to me. Like, I'm gonna get yeah, someone and, and who has more authority. It's like you said, Jeremy. It's like with this kid. Like the kid probably doesn't have the authority to kick anybody out. Yeah. Um, that like I I and you know. I think I, you know, I know this from, you know, working at places like this, like, uh, you know, they, it, it requires like the, a, a certain staffing level, I think, usually probably in a place like Wrigley Field to actually have the authority to eject a fan from a stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually, that probably was like the accurate answer, although I could see why, uh, you know, they may have wanted you to show a little bit more uh, autonomy. I'll say <laughs> this, the, the twist, the twist to that question is the guy smoking the cigar was Steve Stone. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, well, then I would uh, get Kent Merker to uh, call up to the booth <laughs> and, uh, and complain. Uh, that, that would do the job. Then, then Steve Stone would quit and everyone would be happy. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so that, you know, we saw the kid walking around the, the, cor- the, the concourse, the, the aisle um, in the upper deck. Um, cut to a little bit later that kid got you know his his dance moves out of his system i guess or he just moved on to a different section um we we spot another guy uh down the way um walking towards us and yeah we, uh, we spotted a mai tai guy the mai tai guy yeah yes um and so you know but you know uh we, we see this guy walking and like the dude is walking around like he like owns the place yeah. Um, like just kind of like lean back, like just, just fucking like no strolling around, like no care in the world. Like, like he's walking through his like front yard or something. Um, he's like talking to, so he's walking with one guy talking to him, like, you know, gesturing with his hands like, Hey, yeah, like, like this and that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, sure. he was holding, he was holding court, Jeremy. Yeah. Every, every, you could tell whatever he was talking about, he was talking about it with conviction. Yeah, for sure. Like definitely. And just like, 
yeah, just like, please, please take a look at my stadium. It's, it's lovely. It's a beautiful stadium. <laughs> don't you think? And, um, uh, and so like before, like he was coming towards us and I'm like, is that, he looked very familiar and I'm like, is that my tie guy? And you know, how would you ever know that it's my tie guy? Except for the fact that he's wearing a customized my tie tie guy jersey, so um, yeah, he, <laughs> he comes by us, he passes us, of course, in big letters on the back, my tie guy. Um, I'm not sure, is it number zero, Jack, or number one? Ah, uh, man, we'll we'll have to find out next time. I, yeah. I honestly don't know. He, I he, I don't think he had a my tie with him, did he? Uh, no, 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 because he was his hands were totally free, just um, you know, just. Uh, gesturing about but my question about that jack so we saw my tie guy with some with some other guy with a non my tie guy uh, maybe <laughs> a, you know uh uh wannabe uh, but like my question is like he hangs out in the bleachers what the hell was he doing in the main part of the stadium because last i checked they they probably have changed this but it used to be where i haven't said this is how long i haven't sat in the bleachers but um uh it used to be that you you couldn't access the the ballpark from the bleachers no, um, so I, I was wondering about that too, because yeah, I know he was a, you know, he's a bleacher bum, and I don't, um, maybe he, maybe his tickets were just in the bowl for this game, for this particular you know, in the, game, in the grandstands. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I had wondered about that as well, because I had known him to be in the bleachers. Yeah, I don't know, and like, I'm, and then so the the only other conclusion you can make is that he has special access because he's fucking my tie guy, which you know would be absurd, but also I could totally see it happening. Yeah, I mean it, it's not unusual for like, or it's not unheard of for the Cubs. I mean, just look at Ronnie Woo Woo. Right. Yeah. This is a yeah right. This is a comp- this is a franchise that rewards these uh, shrieking goons to uh, <laughs> you know with free tickets and fucking jerseys and whatnot uh so so yeah so of course yeah and like why not why if you're my tie guy why not try to fucking ring everything out of the, the cubs that you can when you see like ronnie woo woo on the opening of espn base sunday night baseball um but uh but yeah so i i digress <laughs> i hey i think i think matt vascarjan once said free ronnie woo woo um yeah on an espn game so yeah there, there you go um yeah uh so there was um there were all kinds of so the game was delayed. The game was delayed. You know, Jeremy texted me um, when I was at the at the souvenir stand saying that they they had the game was going to start in a rain delay. Um, so uh, yeah, it, there there were people just kind of hanging out on the ramps. Well, um, yeah, they 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 uh, they evacuated us out yep. of those seats. Yep. Um, yeah. So they 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 you know message came on the board like for safe. There's lightning in the area. Uh, you know, for your safety, please go down to the the lower level or the concourse or whatever. So they, they eventually kicked us out of our seats. Um, so we had to go down and yeah, we went down the ramp and um, it was clear at some point that some people were just going down to the ramp and just hanging out there. Um, and uh, it, it was, it was, so we were like, Oh, I guess we could just kind of, you know, just stay here. Um, and I, you know, I think we were maybe, we were going to do that for for a minute. And then I just was like looking around at the people and I don't know why, but it turns out that the, the kind of people who were, who have that similar thought process, there were just a bunch of like weird looking people there. Yeah. It was, it was an unsavory like bunch for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. and you know, I would later go down to get an Italian sausage. Um, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later, but like, uh, you know, yeah, as I was walking down the ramp and at this point there were just tons of people like families and, 
groups of people like just sitting like on their fucking asses um cross-legged like eating you know eating snacks and stuff on the ramp yeah and it's like this is first of all that's gross um, but yeah, like I felt like I was in some sort of like baseball version of Ellis Island, just like walking through like, like poor, tired, huddled masses yes. of just, yes. of just Cubs fans. Um, it's very weird. I've never, I haven't been to too many extended rain delays at Wrigley field, but I've never seen people just camped out on those ramps. It was, it was strange. Yeah, it was, it was odd. It was odd for sure. I feel like I was trying to recall some of the people we saw. Like, I think there was a weird metal guy with a big beard and like some, uh, you know, just like weird guy, like like from out of his mom's basement with a radio headset or whatever. Like there's just just a, just a, like a, a rogues gallery of people. Um, so I was like, you know, we we stopped for a second, and I was like, well, hey Jack, you know, I was actually thinking like we could go down and maybe sit in the back of the you know the terrace reserve section, like on the on the first level. Uh, so we we came down, we ended up like in the the far right field corner of the stadium and there were open seats there. So we just, and it was under the, uh, the upper deck, like it was under an overhang. So we decided to just camp out in like the, you know, the, I would say maybe the third to last row in this weird, like corner section of Wrigley. Um, and, uh, you know, we just waited out the, the rain delay there. I mean, it's like all of those people sitting on that ramp could have sat in seats. They, there were plenty of seats for people to have been able to sit down, but they just chose to sit on the, on the ground and it's like, you know, after an hour and 45 minutes or whatever the rain delay was, it's like I, I wouldn't want to have been sitting that long um, on the ground. So I'm glad we actually went and sat in some seats. Yeah. Um, one thing that sucked, though, about those seats was th- there was room all over the place. There were tons of empty seats. But two different times we had people sit just directly behind us. Yeah. Um, and those seats are pretty smushed together. Yeah. In that part of the stadium, in Wrigley Field in general, but like those seats especially felt really like you know the rows felt really uh, close together. So you know when when you're you know sitting behind someone, it's like you can't get any. It's it's almost like you have no privacy. Yes, right. Of course, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't like uh, swear. Like I mean, well, we, we we I'm sure we did swear, but like we couldn't like yeah, we couldn't just have a conversation. Um, of course, make fun of somebody uh, without possibly being overheard. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was annoying. Like the good thing about that is that everyone's like kind of like they're all drifters, so they're just kind of coming and going. But and yeah, but so so some people were right behind us. They ended up leaving. But but it was also a thing where like there were also like two rows uh, in front of us. There was like if you went down like maybe another two or three rows, you probably could have sat like without anyone in your immediate vicinity. But they just plopped down right behind us. Um, and yeah, like Jack said, there were a couple different people who. Um, would come in and then leave shortly thereafter. Um, so time is getting on, whatever, and we're just like waiting. Uh, at some point, uh, these kids um, started chanting like "Let them play, let them play" or something, something like that. And like everyone was kind of like, uh, you know, in support of that, uh, which was, uh, you know, I, they thought it was cute, I guess. Um, I was thinking like, well, you know, what if uh, Frank Schwindel gets uh, struck by lightning? You know, then then how 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 cute is it? Um, but uh, but yeah, so like they were they were kind of getting on. I this happened. Jack had gotten up, and I'm I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But um, Jack was up at this point. I swear to God, the kids started yelling, and I swear to God, I heard someone to my right yell, "Shut up!" to the kids. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but I couldn't I couldn't see who did it. So I, I I'll just in my mind I'll I'll remember that that I'll just think that someone yelled that. Um, what? Yeah, to my delight. yeah. One thing that's a weird instinct. So it kind of goes along with the let them play thing. But at rain delays, like the the fans will boo 
the groundskeepers yeah. um, when they bring the tarp out onto the field. Like they'll just start booing. Like what? What do you? I'm, are you boo? I guess you're booing the weather. Yeah. The rain. Um, it's 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 ridiculous. And like and then and then they cheer too when uh, they take the tarp off. I mean, I guess that's a little more understandable. It's kind of like cheering uh, at the end of a movie when you go to the movie theater. <laughs> yeah, it's right. like, you know, I, I think I would feel a little bit ridiculous, like clapping and cheering um, as, you know, because the rain stopped and they're taking the tarp off. Um, it's it's very it's very silly and it's very strange, but just just applauding, applauding or booing something you have absolutely no control over just seems seems odd to me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I could I could I could I could excuse the, the cheering if the, the rain delay is over, but. The problem is, is like one of the things that the at least the Cubs ground grounds crew does is they'll they'll take the tarp off and they'll kind of like turn it upside down in, into like and they'll extend it all the way to left field. Um, and then everyone cheers. But then they just like they do that to get the, the, the rain off and then they kind of put it back on um, and then people boo again. So it's like <laughs> they just don't. I, I That was something I noticed like early on and going to games. It's like they're they're going to put it right back on and. Um, and the people who are cheering are going to boo again. Um, so just hold your horses a little bit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of silly, but, but also it's like, you don't want them to be playing in the rain. Like right. the, the, the Cubs would have had to like pitch in the first inning. turns out the Cubs, it doesn't matter if it's raining or, uh, you know, you know, dry, the Cubs still give up fucking seven runs at the, at the top of the inning, uh, uh, in the top of the first, especially if Jake Arrieta is your pitcher. But like, um, yeah, it's like they would have had a pitch in the rain and they probably would have given up like four runs or something because the fucking pitcher can't control where the ball's going. So you don't want them to play in the rain. Um, but I, I get it. Uh, I was as upset as anybody um, that they didn't play. Um, that being said, we were sitting there for a while and it started, you know, I was just checking the uh, the forecast over and over again and it started to look somewhat promising. Like we looked and mm-hmm. there was like one little one little thin cell of like rain that was due to come like at like eight thirty or something or something like that. And, um, you know, it looked like maybe they'd be able to start that game by like nine o'clock or something. And, and considering that they hadn't called it after like an hour and a half kind of felt like we were in the clear. Um, so at that point I was, I was pretty starving at this point. Uh, I know Jack was too. So I ended up, uh, I'm like, all right, at this point, I think they're going to play. Let me go just fucking grab some food. And, yeah. yeah. Hey, as David Ross would say, rightfully so. Like, we, yeah. we both at that point were kind of figuring they were going to play because, hey, why would, you, why would you delay it for an hour and a half or two hours if you were just going to bag the game? So, yeah. like, you know, you don't want to – if we're starving, you know, you want to sit there for three or four more hours of a baseball game. So I think we were both perfectly in our right mind to want to get something to eat at that point. Yeah, exactly. Get it before they start actually playing and, and you know, don't have to miss any of the game. So I got up uh, – I went I, – I kind of went pretty much straight down – uh, found a, a stand. I actually just so there was no one in line, which maybe should have told me, uh, which should have been my clue. But there was absolutely no one in line, so I, I kind of just shot right into the like the the queue uh, to get in line. And uh, I didn't even really see what they had uh, before I got like until I got up until I was like halfway through the line. And I looked up and I didn't really even know what I was gonna get. But they they had an Italian sausage. I hadn't had an Italian sausage uh, at, this year at all. Um, uh, I, I feel like it's like a Chicago, like a Midwest, maybe even like a New York thing. But outside of those regions, I'm not sure like how prominent Italian sausages are. Um, but uh, it's they're goddamn delicious. Uh, the White Sox do a pretty good one. Cubs one. Um, we've talked about this. We have talked about this before where I got that 
in like inedibly stale uh, one where I complained to the Cubs and they gave me a free one. Some fucking kid <laughs> had to come out and give me a free Italian sausage. Um, but uh, and then my dad tried to say like, oh, let's let's order more stuff if it's free. Let's order more. I'm like I'm like, Dad, come on. Anyway, uh, find go back and find whatever episode that was. I don't remember where we talked about that, but. Um, but uh, so anyway, I got an Italian sausage. Um, I did go up to the um, to the Italian so- to the stand, and I, I asked for an Italian sausage. The guy uh, goes to me, uh, and this is a, another Chicago thing. I could explain it in a second, but he goes, "Sweet peppers, hot peppers, all of the above, or none." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was I was like fucking. I'm like, yes, I love this guy. Like fucking awesome delivery, awesome way to put it. Um, when you come, when you get an Italian sausage uh, here in, in Chicago, um, you get your choice between sweet or hot peppers. So sweet peppers are are just like kind of like, um, like kind of marinated, like cooked uh, or grilled uh, green peppers. Okay, uh, hot peppers are is jardinera, which I don't. Again, I'm not sure how where you, like how far you can get that um, outside of Chicago, but like it's like diced up like peppers and carrots and celery and all this stuff in like this oil really really good and then usually spicy um or or i had the option of all of the above or none um and nor i'm a hot peppers guy i'm, I'm like normally just like just give me the hot peppers uh but he with that all of the above option uh, he sold me to get the sweet peppers to get both um so so i got both uh and i was pretty happy with my decision italian sausage was pretty good um I was super excited to eat it. It had a nice char on it, like nice uh, Italian bread, fresh this time. Um, so I, I kind of make my way back up the aisle, back up the stairs, over to the seats, walk over, look at Jack, see, see Jack uh, in, in the spot, look two seats to the left of Jack where I was sitting, fucking guy sitting there. Some fucking guy was sitting there. Yeah, and there there had been two guys who like moved back behind me, so I wasn't sure if that third guy came down and sat like in you know in front of them in your seat. Uh, I was very puzzled though, because if that guy was by himself, there was no reason for him to sit in that seat at all. Yeah. Um, and there were also open seats in that row that the other two guys were like sitting in behind me, so he could yep. just sat with them. Yep. Uh, I I was super. I was pissed about it. I was like, why the fuck is this guy sitting so close to me when there's all these open seats? And it was your seat. So I, w- I could, Jeremy, I could have just moved down a row or two after he sat next to me. But I was like, no, I'm going to stay here. And then I'm going to give Jeremy a fucking look like, you know, when Jeremy comes back just to let this guy know I'm pissed he's fucking sitting there. Yeah. No, and it was perfect because I what I ended up doing was I saw that and I could have went through like on Jack's side and maybe like, I guess like, well, whatever, I... I could have, you know, went in on Jack's row where there was no one else between him and the end of the aisle, but I purposely went on the side where the guy was. And I kind of, instead of like saying, excuse me, I kind of walked over there and I, I, I gave him a look and I'm like, what are you doing here? And like, I also left my scorecard on the ground, like in front of my seat. And so like, I don't know. Did you have to move it, Jack? Or did that guy? No, I didn't, I didn't move anything. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know. Like it was, it was, and it was like kind of in between the two seats. So maybe I left it like right, like in a perfect spot, but I, I wish now I would have left it right in front of my seat. Um, and so like, yeah. So then I like kind of like shove past or like whatever he like he sees me. Then he like kind of stands up and like he lets me pass through. I sit down in between the, the guys, but I'm not even sure if that guy ever sat back down after he, he got up to let me go because then he did leave and then he did sit in the aisle behind 
you behind us. So he was yeah. with those guys. He was. He was like you know it, it was it was ridiculous. Like the guy you know he scuttled up to that seat like a like a cockroach. But like I I do <laughs> I I do like that you and I both chose the path of most passive aggressiveness <laughs> yeah. for that yeah. situation. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. It was just like, what, what are you doing here, buddy? Like, what are you doing? Like, why would pandemic notwithstanding, what are you doing here? Like, why are you sitting in this seat? And like, it's one of those things where like, you know, Jack, you, you could have said like, Hey, you know, my buddy's sitting there, but maybe it's that guy's seat. So then like, you're like, fuck your buddy. This is my ticket, you know? Like, but the seats were weird. And like these, you know, I'm not even sure if these, would sell out except for like a complete sellout. But, um, uh, it, yeah, it was just weird. And like of all the seats he, he chose there, the seat there where I was fucking sitting already. And so, so that was weird. He ended up, um, uh, you know, um, moving. And then I did hear them say like, they, I heard them have a conversation and the, the, there was, they were with like an older guy, maybe, maybe their dad. And he's like, so is this, is the game going to happen? And the, the, the guy who I think maybe was the guy sitting in my seat, he's like, no, no. <laughs> and like, and I, and in my mind at that point, I still, still was like, it's going to happen. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Good call, buddy. Um, but, uh, but also if they were so sure that it wasn't going to happen, what the hell were they still sitting there for? Um, so, so yeah, that was weird. But, and then I ended up having to sit next to Jack. I don't know if this played a part in what happened next, but I had to sit directly next to Jack then and eat my Italian sausage and Jack, uh, you know, I think his eyes popped out of his head because this is yeah. the most like, uh, hungry i've ever seen jack i guess yeah i jeremy it was like you know one of those cartoon things where it's like the scent is rising from like you know some tasty food and the the cartoon character gets it in his nostrils and just like it's like carried up you know uh uh, above the ground like that's that's exactly what happened like it looked it looked delicious um like it looked it looked huge and like you know the bread it like you had a huge it had a huge bun and like you could barely see the sausage under there because there were like so many peppers on it and mustard and i was like oh man like I'm fucking starving. It, there's gonna be a three-hour game. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go up and 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 get this sausage. Now I will say, Jeremy, it was very filling. Um, it's hard. It's hard to feel good about paying nine dollars for a a sausage. Sure. Um, but it was good. Uh, I got the uh, so so the guy didn't give me that multiple choice question. That's I don't funny. know if we I don't know if we had the same guy. Um, I will say like uh, I've never seen on a on a test um, a multiple choice question that says. Uh, all of the above or none of the above in the same question. <laughs> right. I think yeah. that would like break my brain. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what that would really trick someone. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, he just gave me the options. He actually didn't say hot, hot peppers. He said jardiner. So I was like, okay. you know, uh, I, like I, I was like, mm, okay, I'll, I'll do the, uh, I'll do the sweet peppers. But I almost, I feel like I kind of, uh, said it like Dustin Hoffman. I was like, Oh, I'll have one with the sweet peppers or something like that, you know, like, no, I don't know. I don't know why it almost came out like that. I think I was just so excited to yeah. get this, this sausage. Um, well, hot pepper burn baby. Yeah. <laughs> Reference. <laughs> rain, uh, rain man. Really? Yeah. Well, uh, hot water burn baby. Oh Christ, man. I haven't seen rain man in years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Qantas man never crashed. I think that's what the, uh, <laughs> He doesn't want to fly in an airplane except for like a, some Australian base. Uh, yeah. 97X, bam, the future of rock and roll. <laughs> it's kind of a cheap Oscar. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I guess Tropic Thunder made, you know, made fun of uh, I was, just like that. 
yeah. sort of sort of Oscar turn. But anyway, gonna, he, yeah, yeah, they they covered that in that movie, which uh, we yeah. won't re- recount. But yeah, no, no. But um, uh, anyways, so uh, so yeah, uh, I got the Italian sausage. It was it was very good. That's when I saw those people on the ramp, and like like I swear to God, five minutes after I finished eating that sausage, they ba- they bagged the game. Yeah, yeah. I heard we were just kind of like looking, um, uh, like whatever um and then i heard someone i heard people start booing and i'm like what and like because uh because a few minutes before they bagged the game uh, f- uh freddie peralta came out and was like starting a th- long toss on the side on the like the the foul line and uh so we're like all right here we go like you know and um people started booing i looked up at the scoreboard and it said fucking tonight's game has been postponed will be made up tomorrow at 120 part of a split doubleheader so so here's my question why what was Freddie peralta doing like did he just don't, have to did he just have to get like 10 throws in yeah don't know maybe he was like trying to like have some 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 girls see him or something like throwing <laughs> uh i don't i yeah not sure not sure but uh but yeah um it was uh it was it was misleading everything was everything was a misleading like step everything along the way except for those idiots behind us saying like do you think the game's gonna happen no like, so that, those are the only people like who like, you know, made anything to the contrary. Um, so there we were, um, you know, not only $17 poorer, but um, uh, you for nine, I for like another probably 17 with my drink and, and my my Italian sausage. And uh, yeah, no game to show for it. No. So we, we decided to um, we hung out for a couple minutes, just kind of sitting in our seats in disbelief. And then we, you know, we decided to exit the stadium. Um, so in a very rare turn of events, first for pr- probably the first time ever, we exited um, out the uh, out in right field, yeah. um, which we, I think that's that's Sheffield, right, Jeremy? Yeah, that's the corner of Sheffield and uh, Addison there. Before we do that, Jack, I do want to uh, give one more detail. Jack was so disgusted <laughs> by the game getting canc- uh, postponed that his scorecard was on the ground. And he like kind of kicked it. And he's like, ah, "I'm gonna leave my scorecard. I'm not even gonna take my scorecard with me." And I was like, "Did oh. I say that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, you, you kicked funny. the thing like you know you just lost a bet you know <laughs> uh, at the horse track and uh, <laughs> you, you kicked the the scorecard and uh, I was like, "Damn, Jack, Jack is Jack is pissed." <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, that was that was kind of a funny moment. But uh, oh but, gosh, yeah, yeah, Jeremy, I could I couldn't. Did you keep your scorecard? I did. I mean, I don't know why, but I just I kept it. I, is is it a, is is that a generic scorecard? You might be able to use it for another game, right? No, I got. Oh, did you get a generic scorecard? I, I don't know. I, I didn't really look closely I, enough at it. I got the Brewers one. I thought you okay. might have had the Brewers. No, yeah, it, yeah. It, that's true. If if I was lucky, you know, if I was unlucky enough to get the generic one, um, I could have used it. Uh, I man, I wonder. I wonder if there's like some bum who would like use that scorecard again and cross <laughs> out the the like, uh, you know, the the roster for that team. Um, I don't know. For a dollar, I'll just buy a new one. But that's not a terrible idea. But uh, they're only a dollar, so I'll buy yeah, another one. You're right. You're right. Um, so we uh, so, yeah, very disappointed, Jack. Uh, and also Jeremy walked out of the uh, so we walked out of the right field exit um, on Sheffield and Addison. We, we never we never do that. We never do that. No. So um, we got out of there. And Jeremy, you, you've alluded to this before and you've done this before. But um, the, the visiting team's bus bus uh, buses in this case, pick up the players um, at that exit. 
essentially. So yep. the players um, whose dugout is on the first base side, the visiting dugout's on the first base side, they have to exit the stadium through there and, uh, yeah, go to the buses through that Sheffield and Addison exit. So, you know, the, the Brewers buses were pulled up, um, and, like, some players had already started coming out. So we were like, hey, you know what? Like, let's, let's check out this scene. Let's watch the Brewers exit the stadium and go into their buses. Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, like we, I think part of the reason why we thought about it was um, uh, we saw some guys like right there, um, right away. Um, so uh, I guess the first thing we saw was two players. Um, we couldn't tell who they were, um, but they were, they were standing by the bus and they had like a group of like, of, of girls. I, I, I'll say girls because they, they, they were young. They were probably in their early 20s, I would say. Like they looked pretty young. Um, and in street clothes and they were talking to them and, uh, two of the players got on the bus and like a couple of the girls got on the bus with them. Um, I'm not sure what was, you know, I'm sure they were just maybe catching a late dinner or something, maybe going to hit up Maxwell street or something like that. But, um, uh, they got on the bus, which is weird. It seems like that seems like a violation of uh, team policy. Yeah, I mean, definitely like a violation of COVID policy. Like there, there were like two sure. or three players and like six girls. So yeah. I, I don't know, I don't know what was up with that. Hey, you're right, man. Maybe that's what Freddie Peralta was was doing. He was trying to like pick out like who who would get to come on the bus or something when he when he went out long tossing. I don't know. We suspect that one of those players was uh, uh, Urias. Um, yeah, and uh, I think the other guy was Miguel Sanchez. I, Jack, I saw Miguel Sanchez get into the game yesterday. I think for uh-huh. the for the Brewers, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that even after seeing both of them, like on the, uh, like in the game, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was because we looked at the roster and we're like, who the hell are those two guys? We can't, like, what would turn out is like we would see more players and they were all pretty uh, recognizable. Like by by seeing them, uh, even out, even in their street clothes. But these two guys, the first two guys we saw, were like, "Who the hell are these guys?" And I'm pretty sure it was uh, this new guy, Miguel Sanchez, that they called up. I guess it, yeah, I don't know. It could have been Angel Perdomo. I'm not even sure if he's with the team right now, but I think it was Luis Urias and uh, Miguel Sanchez. Yeah, and then um, you know, shortly after that, yeah, we did see a whole bunch of other players start to trickle out of there. Which was uh, which was pretty fun. It was this was the best part of the night, actually. Yeah. Um. So like we saw Brad Boxberger come out. Brad Boxberger, he he looks like a dad. Like yeah. he looks like he looks like a lame soccer dad from the suburbs. Um. He was wearing like just a, a golf shirt and like uh, just completely nondescript. He could have just he could have just walked through the stadium with the rest of the crowd, and absolutely nobody would have known that he was a baseball player. Yeah, he looked like to me, Jack. He looked like the guy, definitely like suburban dad, but he looked like the kind of guy who you would you would honk at in traffic and not be afraid <laughs> he was gonna do anything. Like if he was like if he made some move and then you passed him and you honked and like gave him the finger, you wouldn't be afraid that this guy would like go crazy on you. Um, so that's no, kind and, of the vibe and, I got. Yeah, and this this is a guy who gets paid millions of dollars to play baseball, so it was, it was very weird. Uh, Brandon Brandon Woodruff came out. Um, as I said to you, Jeremy, uh, he he, he kind of has up close. I never noticed this about Brandon Woodruff on TV, but up close he has he has Jesse Plemons vibes. Yeah. Um, like if Jesse Plemons had a beard, uh, he would look exactly like Brand- Brandon Woodruff, which is um, you know, which is kind of unpleasant. I kind of wish that wasn't true. Um, <laughs> we also have a uh, uh, so Avi Garcia walked out with Corbin Burns. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy, you told me to yell this too late. I just didn't have the I- idea in my head, but um, you know, you told me to yell at Avi Garcia about the. F- of the fly ball that he dropped on Saturday night. 
And folks, if you didn't see that, he literally cost the Brewers a game by, by dropping a can of corn fly ball with two outs in the ninth and a runner on base with the Brewers up by one. Um, game would have been won. The game would have been won if he would have just caught this fly ball that any major leaguer should have caught. But instead, he, uh, he ran after it like some, like, you know, you or I would have, if we were trying to catch a fly ball, or like, you know, we knew that the ball was coming in our direction, but we just would have had no idea, like, what route to take to it until it was way too late. So, yeah, that's what happened. He completely made a terrible play. Yeah. And the Brewers ended up, they would have won two out of three against the Giants, but they ended up losing two out of three. Um, I would even argue, Jack, that I would have taken it. I would, at least would have taken a better path to that ball. I probably would have <laughs> pulled pulled back at the last minute because I got I would have gotten scared of getting hit by it. But I feel like I would have gotten to the spot. Uh, Garcia was like fumbling around, like like just like he went to his left and he went to his right and then back to the left and just missed it. And uh, yeah, so Jack had already been complaining. Or this is one of the things we talked about earlier on before we were at this moment, Jack was saying like, yeah, fucking Avi Garcia. Like we even texted about it. Um, saying like, you know, he cost, uh, cost him a game. And so he comes out, he's right there. Um, so we should explain too, like, so because it's Wrigley field, like these players are fucking exposed. It's almost like, it's almost like the Beloit snappers. Um, yeah. cause they have to walk right through. The thing is, is though most of the time they, they kick people out by that point. I think, uh, the security seemed to have gotten a little caught off, uh, guard, uh, by how quick they came out. Um, yeah. Because, you know, they probably were, they, they probably didn't shower. Um, they probably just like, just changed out of their uniforms and then just hit the bus. Um, and it turns out that I think there was like an early bus and a late bus uh, departing Wrigley field. So a lot of the guys were trying to make the early bus, I think. Um, so, uh, so they walk, they walk out of the same exit that people walk in and out of like fans do. Um, but the thing is like the bus pulls up right to the stadium. So they, they're, they're only like, um, like out for like, they're like only outside of the stadium for like three steps. And then they're like, they're, they're walking right up the stairs to the bus. But Avi, like, uh, Corbin Burns came out. Avi was right behind him. We, we were just like saying like, Oh, there's Burns. There's, uh, there's Suter. There's Woodruff. Uh, and Avi Garcia was right there. And it was like thousand one. 2002, 2003, and I'm like, Jack, you should yell something. And then I think he said, like, oh, should I? And, like, and like I thought you kind of, like, decided to not do it. And then, like, as he was getting on the on the steps, what would you yell, Jack? I think I yelled, hey, Avi, what happened with that ball on Saturday or something like that? Or you should have caught that ball on Saturday. Yeah, I think that's what um, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what I said, that second one. And, and I, I definitely yelled it loud enough that he probably could have heard it. Uh, yeah. And, like, I will say the people who were in front of us, like, watching these players, like, they all looked back at me. So it was it was fairly loud, but I was disappointed because we did definitely had a window where he was right in front of yeah, us. Yeah, and direct if I shot. Yeah, if, exactly. Um, and so if I he was yeah he was right in the line of fire. So if I would have <laughs> yelled it then, um, he definitely would have heard it. But I mean, my God, Jeremy, think about it. Like as a fan, like who's pissed off that a player made it made an objectively terrible play that cost the team a game like what better chance for revenge you know what better <laughs> chance to just stick the knife in and like twist it yeah than than that and like i kind of i kind of missed it I, mean, I don't really like i don't hate avi garcia like he's had a, he's had a pretty decent year for the brewers um but it's just like you know f- come on man so you know I'll, I'll have to let it go it's just one game um against a team that's not uh you know that's not even in the brewers division but um Anyway, uh, yeah, it was like the ultimate chance for revenge, and I kind of, I kind of missed it, but I, uh, you know, well, I got the tail end of it. Yeah, I, well, Jack, I was to your credit, I was gonna say like I, I told you to yell at him, and then I'm like, 
Yeah, but he's not going to yell at him. He's the Brewers fan. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, he doesn't want to like get in this guy's head or something. And then sure enough, you yelled it. So, I mean, uh, you know, you earned some stripes there for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that, that was funny for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, Jesus, Jack, we could, if you know, we could shift this podcast to just standing by that, those buses and just yelling <laughs> at, at the visiting teams. Um, I did think as soon as you yelled that, I thought the Wrigley field security was going to be like, all right, that's it. Everybody out. You know? <laughs> but they, they didn't, they didn't quite do that, which was, which was nice. Um, at this point, I guess, um, this is at this point now, you know, after a handful of players had come out, they had started like um, putting up the partitions, uh, the the horses like to like uh, the wooden horses to like kind of keep people to make a, a little aisle for the Brewers fans. So the Cubs, so the, the, the spectators wouldn't like, you know, crowd them and, and, and bombard them. And so they put up these these uh, these these wooden horses and there was a bunch of Brewers fans lined up there waiting and there was like one kind of like Cubs uh, security guard, um, bigger guy, but not like a aggro guy. He seemed like he was kind of just having fun with it, just smiling, like messing around with the, the people waiting there, joking around, like keeping things light. And uh, there was one Brewers fan who was like um, by the uh, by the thing. And he, I think he had a friend who was like standing a couple people to his left. And uh, he kept saying like, he's like, oh, hey, you can't keep us back. You can't you can't hold us back. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the security guard was like, yeah, yeah, right, right. And he's like, no, you can't hold us back. Like, when the Brewers come, we, we, you know. And he, he pointed to his friend. He's like, you can't. You definitely can't hold that guy back. You definitely can't hold that guy back. And then finally the, the, the Cubs security guy turned around and he's like, you want to find out, brother? And, uh, and he's like, no, 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 you can't, you can't hold him back. He's like, all right, all right, we'll find out. You'll, you'll, you'll find out. And it was like they were joking, but – but the guy just wasn't letting it go, and so the Cubs fan had to get a little coarse. Kind of like it kind of reminds me a little bit of the, your interaction with the scorecard guy. I was going to say, Jeremy, it was not a good night for banter at Wrigley no, Field. No. In this case, the banter was like threatening. Right. Cause, um, yeah, because it's like he's saying with a smile, like, no, we're going to bust down that barricade, dude. You know, <laughs> like, it's like, geez, man, like, you know, fucking, even if you're going to do that, don't telegraph your move because you're going to blow any, you know, the element of surprise. But well, hey, let's I think we should, you know, I, I, let's talk about this now. The uh, so you're right, Jeremy, when you said that the security like Cubs security seemed a little surprised and, and caught off guard. Yeah. By and like I would say completely caught with their pants down. Yeah. Because um, this this guy that was bantering, like you said, he was like uh, he, he was like too silly to be like to to have this job, yes, like the yeah. job of the job of guarding fans from potentially like rushing major league players uh, who are making like you know the the, the payroll of this team is like a hundred plus million dollars. Like they, you need <laughs> solemn Buckingham Palace like security guards um, like guarding this, like people yeah, that like you don't want to you don't want to mess with. You know, and this guy's just like this guy's just like joking around with fans. His body language is like, you know, he's he's just laughing and like having a good time. This security guard, um, and then the the just sort of the incompetence of the whole operation of these these security guards was was astounding. Like they must have moved those wooden horses like three different times yep. to try to figure out uh, like a good um, a good configuration for them of like how like how they can get the players out of the stadium and like, you know, in an efficient way and still like keep the fans back. You'd think they would just have some setup that they always do for this, but, right. um, but they didn't. And the security guards who were over there were clearly underlings. Um, there, there was no 
supervisor over there, so it seemed. So the, the whole operation was just a mess. And, like, that, as, a, as a Major League Baseball player who it's like, you know, there's 40,000 people at this game. There could be crazy people. Like, I would be kind of alarmed by that. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. And I, if I was a fan of the Brewers, I would certainly be alarmed by that uh, in a in a pennant chase. Um, but yeah, it was a mess. We'll 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 talk about how it uh, escalated a little bit later. I think, right, Jack? But let's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So for sure. So that was happening. Um, and it's just a constant stream of Brewers players. Like we're just spotting everyone. We're spotting like coaches. Um, uh, I mean, like we saw Rowdy Tellez. Uh, just um. Uh, I don't know. Just you name them. We saw pretty much everyone on the roster, uh, except at this point for maybe some of the big, the big guys. We didn't see, we hadn't seen Yelich yet. Um, but uh, a couple of guys wandered over to the the queue of people, and we should say we were standing a little bit behind all of these people. We weren't right up against the wooden horses or anything. No. Um, but uh, so a couple of guys in Cubs gear wandered over and kind of got themselves in the middle of this of this uh, this crowd of people, which wasn't a huge crowd. It was maybe like 10 people or something, I would say, 10, 12 people. And uh, they're they're wearing Cubs gear and, and they're kind of like I think, you know, they were like gnats drawn to a, a light, a single light bulb. Uh, they were drawn to this like uh, this crowd and they were standing there for, for a minute and I think like they were like looking around like oh, oh, oh players oh cool okay well, well let's let's look at some players um <laughs> not unlike what we just said about 20 minutes ago on this recording but whatever um but uh so they're standing there and then I think at some point it occurred to them or maybe a player came out or whatever and uh then they looked around and they saw that all the people standing there had brewers gear on and the guy goes one of the, the one guy says to the other guy he's like Hey, this is the Brewers bus. And then, <laughs> and then they got out of there. And then they just like like kind of like hurried away. So like they were like they were like I, I think they were like, Oh yeah, we'll see we'll see well, there's no one left to see on the scene, but like, oh we'll see Contreras, <laughs> we'll see Hap, we'll see Hayward. This is gonna be awesome. Wait a second, Brewers fans, we're at the wrong bus and then they like just got out of there. Uh, it's pretty funny to see that all kind of real like happen in real time. I, I like that they think that the home team takes a bus to the game. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They all meet like yeah. They all park like you know, at the jewel parking lot and take a bus <laughs> and they're like, All right guys, see you tomorrow. <laughs> like Yeah, I know, exactly. Um so so that was funny. Um so they got out of there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I guess at this point, um, so a kid, a kid comes over and, and again, when I say kid, I mean in about the same range as, as the, the previous Cubs employee, probably yeah, kid, maybe, Jeremy, these are kids to us now. We're getting, right. we're getting old. I know, I know for sure. I, 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 we, we discussed if we should call this kid a kid or not, but we, we surmised that he was probably in his like. This kid was younger, I think, than the other kid. I think maybe like 17, 18, 19. Yeah, Could have been I, would, I would say like late teens. Yeah, late teens, possibly 20, um, but but not definitely not too much older than that. Um, I, I think the kid might have been – he might have, uh, you know, uh, had special needs. I'm not sure. <laughs> he was a sweet kid, like super enthusiastic. He, uh, he was definitely a huge baseball fan, um, yeah. you know, and he was really so. Uh, he, so let the the thing about him is he he was a Wrigley Field employee. Yes, he, um, yes. He, he was extremely excited though to to see this Brewers bus here and to potentially see Brewers players. I think going forward, Jeremy, we should call him Brewers Kid. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. So so Brewers Kid, 
Brewers kid in the Cubs polo and the Cubs hat that's, and, the, and the Cubs shirt that said uh, guest services. But yes, uh, wandered over and was just like just with childlike uh, wonderment and amazement was like, like, oh, wow. Like as much as those other guys were disgusted that this was the Brewers bus, this kid was like so happy. Just, yeah. Um, and, and I well, and so like we were trying to think like, was he a Brewers fan? But the kid was just a fan of baseball, like just yeah. just just super excited to, to be close to players, which. Quite honestly, so were so were me and Jack. So yeah, yeah. So we're right there with him. Um, so he was like kind of like yelling stuff, and he's like, "Hey, the Brewers, the Brewers!" And like, uh, just like super excited. Um, and he was like, he said something like, "I don't remember, Jack. Do you remember the first? Was the Yelich thing the first thing he yelled, or was it like?" Well, he he was asking about Yelich, and he had wanted to know if Yelich had <laughs> had come out yet. Yeah. Um, which yeah. which he had not. Yelich was one of the last players who came out. So I know he was he was asking about Yelich mo- most of the time. Yeah, for sure. And he said, so he was saying, like, I think without knowing if Yelich had come out or not, he did yell just kind of randomly. He's like, hey, Yelich, come play for the Cubs next year. And like, you know, um, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, no, yeah, and I think he said, hey, Yelich, I hope you get traded to the Cubs. I think that was when Yelich came out. But it's like, yeah, I I bet Christian Yelich doesn't hope that. No, no, that would that would seriously suck for Christian Yelich to get traded to a rebuilding team um uh but uh but yeah so you know so i i guess the kid was a cubs fan but he was also just excited to see the brewers but um so so yeah he said he was like he so he, he gets closer to the queue and he's there by himself and there's a bunch of brewers fans there like waiting and the the jovial cubs uh, security guard is there and he's just the kid's just yelling like hey brewers hey brewers and um and the security guard and like one of the pr- most beautiful comically timed things like the kid just yells something like like pro brewers and the guy turns around and looks at him sees that he's wearing the cubs gear employee gear and he's like don't you work here and like everyone started cracking up like it was like the zinger of the century yeah man i was going to say jeremy the the comedic timing on this guy uh like for saying that it was yeah. just it was excellent Amazing. and i think yeah, uh, it was just one of those genuine moments that that rarely happens, uh, you know, in real life. Yeah. Where uh, where everybody just collectively uh, laughs laughs at something together. Yeah. Um, and it was a nice moment too, because even with the security guard, he didn't say it in in like a chastising way. No. That would come later from a different security <laughs> guard. But yes, it would. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't like he wasn't ripping on the kid. No. It was just like kind of. It was just kind of a lighthearted. Um, you know, just like a lighthearted thing, because I think even the kid, the, even the kid thought it was funny. Yeah. And like, you know, it was just like everybody collectively was in on the joke together. And it yeah. was like the security guard was like, yeah, you know, I'm not like I'm not taking this job too seriously. Like, it doesn't really matter. You know, the stakes are the stakes are low, <laughs> which they were, which they were not um, right. for the right. security guard. But uh, yeah, it was awesome. And like also like kudos to the security guard for like not making the kid feel like stupid or something like he was mm-hmm. able to he was able to deliver this joke without like really really like uh, like getting at the kid for cheering for the brewers when he's um you know wearing when he's a cubs employee and I, I was saying this to you on the walk home jeremy um i do think that if you're employed uh you know even even in that job uh major league baseball but i've also like you know i've read on reddit and stuff like people who work for teams like in the ticket sales department like they even if you're just in the offices at the stadium or, or wherever they sell tickets, they do not let you wear the gear of like other baseball teams. Oh, like, yeah. That's like a that's like a fireable offense. So um, they take that shit really seriously. So yeah. it was it's it, it was funny that Brewers kid was was so as pro Brewers as he was. 
For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And like it was also funny too because we had we had noticed that that he was a Cubs employee and we were thinking the exact same thing. Oh and yeah. I, and I think everybody had, and yes. it, it had been going on long enough and like, ob, like obviously and loudly enough for, for, for like so long that it was just like, it was the right time to make that joke. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Really funny. The kid did say afterwards, he's like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Like <laughs> it was kind of funny. Like he was like covering up or whatever, but again, yeah. still like in good spirits for sure. Um, so, um, Jack, I'm, uh, you're, we're looking at the same notes list here. Is Did this thing, the next thing that I have on my list, did that happen first or did the thing below it happen first? So, okay, so so the um, uh, Yelich came out, Yelich came out first. Okay, um, okay. Yeah, so, so Yelich came out um, with a couple of other players. I can't remember who he was with. Um, yeah. He was one of the last guys, but, you know, some guys, you know, like Boxberger looked like, a, you know, just looked like a fucking dad. Like, Kristen Yelich... Uh, totally looked like a you know a two hundred million dollar athlete. Um, yeah. You know he looked he looked like Christian Yelich. I don't know how else to how else to describe it. Yeah. But you know he, when he came out like all of the fans started cheering and he kind of waved or gave the peace sign which was cool. Brewers kid went nuts like he loved it. That's when he said Yelich. I hope you get traded to the Cubs. Jeremy, you made a you made kind of a an A to C joke as you called it. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. So Yelich came out. I was like, what do I yell here for Yelich? And I said I just yelled. Hey, I love you on SNL. <laughs> and uh, you know, no no one that that one didn't didn't even get a courtesy like turnaround from like the 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 peanut gallery. Um <laughs> but uh but that's fine. So, yeah, you know, basically you know, eight so, you know, in in comedy and improv, I guess, like uh Jack, maybe you could help me out on this one, but like, you know, you you make a joke like A to B, an A to B joke is like, "Oh, there's Christian Yelich. Oh, Christian Yelich looks like Pete Davidson." Okay? So that's A to B. And then I guess, you know, saying like Maybe even saying like, "Hey, I loved you in King of Staten Island." <laughs> that sure. would have been that would have been classic A to C. So it's like we're skipping over the fact that he. We all understand that he looks like Pete Davidson. Now we're just gonna reference. We're gonna make a Pete Davidson reference to him. That's an A to C joke. I don't think uh, Christian Yelich got it. Um, I, I would say Jeremy that if you'd said the King of Staten Island thing, like that would have been more. I would have gotten that one. Yeah, I would have yeah, been like, yeah. "Oh, okay, yeah, he's talking about Pete Davidson." But like SNL was like. Yeah, it took a lot to put that one together in the moment. Yeah, because theoretically he could have had a walk-on role, uh, like a, a walk-on on SNL. That's um, what I thought you were referring to. Sure, you know it's happened. It's happened before with other players. Yeah. Now, now that I'm replaying this, I'm like, I should have just said, like, I should have said, I should have said, "Hey, it's a King of Staten Island." <laughs> that that would have been funny. That would have been way funnier. But uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Did you That's did one. you see King of Staten Island? I did. Yeah. Okay, I had to turn it off after forty minutes. I hate Judd Apatow. Um, well, I hate Judd Apatow too. At this point, I used to really like Judd Apatow, uh, but uh, I actually liked I liked it, and I actually liked it. I'll say this: it's all Pete Davidson. Like, if you don't like Pete Davidson, uh, or at least find him charming, you can't watch. You can't possibly like this movie because it is just um, it's you know forty five minutes too long. I would say as as most Judd Apatow movies are, um, but uh, I actually did kind of like it, but. Um, only pretty much because Pete Davidson is charming. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, he's also in Suicide Squad, Jeremy. So yeah, oh, check, uh, check that one out. Um, okay, so after all, <laughs> after all, like almost immediately after Yelich and like the uh, few other players he was with, there's a lot of commotion co- when when he yeah. came out. Just it, it caused a huge like rouse, rise in the crowd for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like in the midst of all this, like. <laughs> Some drunk uh, 
you know, <laughs> the notes here are drunk bum. Uh, yeah, and I, that's let's just say it. Like some some like some guy uh, just like was in the mix with all of these players. Yes. And uh, he, I don't think he was in the stadium. He was walking along like Sheffield. Yeah. Um, just with these players, and he had a he had a big like tall boy of Miller Lite. Yeah, like and, one of those like it's like a. F- like a 32 ounce can like it's not it's because a, a tall boy is like 16 ounces this was like one of those big ass fucking can it looked like a fucking arizona iced tea but it was miller light and <laughs> hey at least it was miller light maybe maybe hey maybe they they saw the miller light and they're like oh he must be with the bro- <laughs> he must be with the brewers because he's got miller light but um i don't know but this guy was like wearing like a tank top just fucking scuzzy clothes like scuzzy jeans um totally like unkempt um, uh, and he had this big fucking, and the, the can was like dented and shit. Um, and he comes out like he gets, we see him being like led out by security and he's being led out from the same area where the players just walked through. So, and yeah. like they, they kind of, it's weird. Cause Yelich and that group went further like to the left and not out that main exit. So they came out of like a different exit and kind of had to walk between the bus, this narrow pathway between the bus and the wall of the stadium. And then they, then they got into the bus and yeah, it was like seconds after that happened. We see this guy getting kind of like pushed, like kind of like led out. And he's like, Oh, what man? What? And like, he had this fucking like beer can with them. And like, and this guy was right behind Christian Yelich, like just mere seconds ago. And he's being like let out, and so then he like, they lead him out, and they're like, "All right, come on, buddy, come on." And um, he's like, he's kind of looking like, "What, man, what?" And like, um, then he's like standing there, and like I was afraid standing next to him, and like, yeah. and like I like, the fact that he was right behind fucking Christian Yelich was was not good. Um, certainly a fail by the Cubs security in that area to to, to secure <laughs> the players. They they failed to secure the best player on the team. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And like you said, Jeremy, this was a, this was an intimidating guy. Like I would definitely like cower in the, in the face of this guy, even though he was like a drunk bum. Like he was, he was like kind of like a, an intimidating uh, looking guy. I don't know if you noticed this though, but so after, um, after he got kicked out, like you said, it was literal seconds, like after Yelich passed. So like Yelich yeah. and company were like still getting on the bus as this guy was being kicked out. And he kind of, he turned around to the bus and he went, like he was yelling at him. I don't know if you heard that, but that was that no. was what he sound what he sounded like. So Yikes. yeah, thank God they kicked that guy out. But I don't know. I don't know how he got in the mix. No, um, I mean I think he was walking down Sheffield. If you if you were walking down Sheffield and you took and you saw the bus and you headed towards the bus, you probably could get right in there because I don't know if they had they should have horses on the back, the rear of the bus like going right up. A, like making a line right up to the stadium so people can't get in. I don't think they had that. And so, um, so this guy got in there and yeah, he just found him. He just like wandered into this zone where the players were also walking out of. Um, he, he was then like hanging, like milling about. And there was like some poor woman standing there, like looking on her phone, like standing up against the stadium. And he kind of like was like hovering by her, like looking at her almost to the point where I was like kind of keeping an eye on it to make sure he didn't like fucking approach her or something. Uh, cause it, it, it could have got hairy. Um, but, uh, I think he disappeared at some point. Um, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily. Um, but it, so at that point, I think that that must've sparked 
like some more like a further security crackdown um, because then like now this big guy, this big security guy comes over and he looked like he wasn't having any shit. He was like done with any shit that was going on. So he comes <laughs> over. It looks like he kind of like dresses down the two goofball guys that were standing by like who were previously there. The guy who said like, don't you work here? Yeah. And um, then he's like, all right, come on, come on. Like something like that. And like he's like then now he's like making them move all these big uh uh, wooden horses and to make like a better uh, blockade even though at this point I feel like all the players had, had left at this yeah. point um, uh, I will say though Jeremy it was a better blockade um, yeah sure like definitely was and yeah he was he was clearly like the alpha dog the security guard he was wearing a different type of uniform like the 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 goofy guy who had been standing there was wearing like a red a red security polo, polo yeah. um, this this dude uh, who was also about like 6'4 yeah he was um, big yeah, he was a big dude. He looked he like was, Hightower. He, he did. He did from the uh, the police academy movies. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah, that's a good that's a good comp. Um, uh, yeah, he had on like and you know speaking of police academy, he what he had on like a fake cop uniform with like the uh, the the neon like vest of like the Wrigley Field security guard. Um, and so yeah, this like you said, Jeremy, this guy wasn't having any shit. He came right in and he took over the situation. Now um, the thing is, seeing Yelich had thrown Brewer's kid into a fever pitch. Yeah. Like, uh, that was just like cocaine for this kid. Like, he was just going crazy. Yeah. Like, he was like, oh, Yelich, I love you! Um, and just like, <laughs> oh, just just totally, like, freaking out. And so Jeremy, uh, I don't, do you, do you want to deliver the line that the security guard said to that kid? I can do it, yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, sure. So as he's, like, moving these the, the horses in place, he's kind of, he's doing that thing where, like, he's doing work, yet he still took some time to have to, like, yell something. So the Brewers kid was right there in front of the, the barricade at this point. The guy's moving the barricade in place, and he sees the kid. He sees the kid in all Cubs jerseys, a co-worker of his, um, you could say. And he says, like, he goes, like, what are you doing here taking pictures? You're going to get fired. You better go home right now. And, like, he just, like, fucking browbeat this kid, this poor fucking kid who was, like, so excited. Um, he, like, fucking, like, read him the riot act, like, quite literally. And to that, to that... Without skipping a beat, the kid goes, okay, and he turns around and, and like, books it across the street and just disappears and gone. And that was it. That's all that kid needed to hear was, like, the guy's like, yeah. You're oh, yeah, and the, yeah, this, this dude, he was like, you better go on home now. <laughs> like, he was just like, and, it, you know, he kind of nodded his head at him. Like, he was just completely chastising yes. this, this brewer's kid. Um, but, but to the point where, like, he, I, I asked you, Jeremy, I was like, is that guy joking? And you're like, no. Oh, no, yeah. he wasn't. Like he no. was, he was dead serious about it. Yeah, um, he took. He was the bad cop to the good cop of the the red polo goofy guy. Oh sure. yeah, yeah. So that was. Uh, so yeah, Brewer's kid got completely eighty six. But you know, I am, I am, uh, I am happy for him that you know, happy for me too that I got to see Yelich and all the other players. I, I hope, I hope Jeremy that that kid still works there. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I know. Um, I, I, I fear that if if that guy really wanted to like get that kid fired he probably <laughs> could get him fired um i'm yeah. sure I'm, I'm sure they could they like you know find him like and and they could they could expel him um but uh but yeah so i think uh i uh yeah hopefully he's still working there for sure um uh but uh but yeah so that kid was gone pretty quick um and uh yeah so just so like a crazy this jack how long did all of this take place over the course of like 15 oh, minutes 20 yeah, minutes 15 or 20 minutes probably i would say yeah 
Yeah, it's so much happened in that in that time, and like we were just like I was just like when it, when stuff happens in a fever pace like this, um, I'm just like I'm just I fucking like my there's steam coming off my fingers to type my notes into my phone so I don't forget any of this shit. So I'm like, oh fuck! I said to Jack, I'm like, oh my god, too much stuff happened here. Like I can't keep track of it all. Um, so I tried. We tried our best. Um, I think we I think we recapped pretty much everything uh, at that point. So, you know, you figure that's enough enough hubbub enough commotion. Um, but then, like, but then randomly, um, so again, we're we're standing at the corner of a- Addison and Sheffield, and you know, Sheffield, I guess Sheffield's a two-way street, um, but it's also kind of shut down. I think like when when a Cubs game is happening, so cars can't drive through it. Uh, but out of nowhere, we see a car, and it was like kind of a nice car, but not not like a Jaguar or anything. It looked like a Charger, like a Dodge Charger, like a modern day Charger. I don't. I don't know what kind of car it was. It was like a low sports car type of thing. But it kind of like goes up Sheffield, like heading north, kind of in like a fast kind of way a little bit. Not like he was speeding like Fast and the Furious, but going fast for there being a lot of people around. And the car goes like right up, like pretty much like right up, like bumper to bumper, but facing the Brewer's bus. It was really weird. It like kind of it zoomed right up, like like sped up, like kind of right up to the front of the Brewers bus, and we look in there, and who do we see, Jack? It's Jed Hoyer. It's fucking Jed Hoyer. Like, I, yeah, I mean, like I can't say one hundred and one percent that it was Jed Hoyer, but I, it was like ninety nine percent Jed Hoyer. Yeah, here's the thing: he had on a Jed Hoyer shirt, like you know yes, that shirt, yeah, those yeah. shirts that Jed Hoyer, like those those but like well fitting button down shirts that he wears that Super I I, need, I would like to get some of yeah, yeah totally super like stiff collar like no no you know bends or creases at all in that collar nice nice uh forearm cuffs yeah for sure yeah just like the perfect amount of stubble you know like it was it, <laughs> it was it was jet hoyer it was yeah. definitely jet hoyer um yeah. you know so the guy the guy spends about his you know if maybe if the guy spent less time on his appearance he would have had time to trade zach davies you know so <laughs> yeah, or negotiate or negotiate with uh the the core three yeah for sure. um yeah yeah very odd it was just odd like so he was just trying to like get through and get out of the area i guess um you know this is two games in a row where we've seen the general manager um trying to trying to leave the uh the stadium yeah um, just not maybe not as glamorous of a job as we as we think it is jeremy yeah um, i don't know um so so yeah after jed so after we randomly saw jed hoyer um basically play chicken with the brewer's bus uh we um we walked home and uh it was it it was drizzling out still um it was nice that we uh it it could have easily started like raining hard again so it was it was nice that it didn't rain on us but we we were pretty far from the stadium we were we were north of irving park which is about a half half or three-fourths of a mile yeah north of wrigley field and it's kind Um, of a it's kind of a ghost town there literally because you're walking alongside of a cemetery yeah. Um, but it's like the streetlights get a little darker. It's a lot more deserted, like north of Irving Park. And so me and Jack are walking. We were like behind. We were behind for the longest time. We were behind a a, or a vendor from Wrigley who was like leaving. Um, and we ended up overtaking him. Uh, but yeah, but then there was like another guy who kind of like kind of passed us. Kind of like a big, a burly guy. Yeah. And, and Jeremy, you were like, is that, is that, is that Boog? Like, <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking, man. You legitimate. You le- there was a moment you stopped. You stopped what we were doing, and you're like, I, it was, "Oh, it's like, is that is that fucking? Bo- Wait a minute, is that Boog? Like you were like, 
I was like, and I was like, the guy turned around, and it was just some guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, you know. I think I think it was just, like, too much stimulus, like, yeah. from, like, being, being too close to all these, like, Brewers players and then Jed Hoyer. It's like, we thought... We thought there was going to be a trifecta. Yeah, uh, and here comes, and now here's Boog Shambi. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, On like Irving Park, three, three fourths of a mile. Yeah, north of uh, Wrigley, like just the worst parking space in the, you know, on the yeah. team. Yeah, that would have been cool, but uh, it was uh, not. It was not Boog. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, I'll say, like the guy, the guy was similar type. Like he was a husky guy. He, I'm pretty sure he had like red hair too. So like, I'm like. You know, I didn't think it was Boog Shambi, but yeah, like the, um, you know, the, the, my radar was, uh, was at high alert, like super <laughs> sensitivity. So I'm like, is that Boog Shambi? Is that Jim Deshays? Is that Andre Dawson? You know, um, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, so it was not Boog Shambi and I think he got an Uber <laughs> got out of there or whatever. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, so yeah, so that was, uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, we, 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 we ventured the rest of the way home. And uh, parted ways. We we figured we had enough to do a, an episode. We certainly have. We've we've gone on an, over an hour and a half here. So definitely, uh, plenty of material to talk about. Um, of course, as soon as the game gets rained out, you start thinking about like, well, what the fuck do we do now? Like we were kind of complaining on the walk home. Like, you know, fuck. Like, what do we do with these tickets now? We can't go. Neither of us were able to go to the makeup. We both had to work. Um, and uh, it kills me, Jack, because I always wanted a life where I could go to a baseball game on, on short notice. And here I am like now, like uh, working 40 hour weeks, like full time. And you know, I can't, uh, I can't just fucking go to a game on a Tuesday afternoon with, well, with, like, I, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I didn't actually see any of that game on TV cause I was working, but I, I think I saw a picture from it. It looked like it was pretty poorly attended. Sure. Yeah. It turns out that it was Justin Steele's first MLB start, which, I would have really liked to see. I was hoping to see Schwindel when they called up Greg Dykeman. I was hoping. I was like, "Oh, cool! I get to see Greg Dykeman uh, uh, in his rookie year." Um, uh, turns out, well, I'm not sure what, what they're going to do with him once once Hayward comes back. But um, I assume he'll stay on the team for for the rest of the year. But uh, but it would have been very cool to see Justin Steele's first major league start. Um, so we missed that. So just salt in the wounds. But um, of course they lost. Um, so it's not like I missed a Cubs win or anything. Uh, but still would have been cool uh, to see that. But um, yeah, so we were walking home and I'm like trying to, you know, we're trying to figure out, well, I was like, I got these tickets on StubHub uh, almost miraculously because the site we usually use like kind of seems like the Wild West. And I, I, don't, I don't think there would have been any sort of uh, ramifications or any sort of like, uh, you know, uh, second chance if I use this other site. But we use StubHub. They make it super easy to... Um, relist the tickets or so you would think because I was walking home and I was trying, I saw that tickets were like the cheapest tickets for the next day were like $10. So I'm like, okay, like maybe I can, uh, maybe I can sell these for $10 each. Like if we could get 10 of our 17 back, I would, I would consider that a win. Um, what happened though is like, I kept relisting. I kept trying to list them on StubHub and I kept getting error fucking messages, just error message, error message. And, uh, I, then I'm like, you know, okay, let me get home. Let me get on an actual computer. Let me try there. Same thing. More error message, error message. And it was fucking, it was pissing me off. Um, turns out StubHub uh, customer service is open till 9 p.m. Uh, Western time, Pacific time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was able to call at like 11.15 at night um, to see what would happen. I was on hold for like fucking like 45 minutes um, and never got through to anybody. Um, but... Uh, 
they I, eventually my tickets did get listed so i i was able to to list uh the tickets um i you know and so then i was like for the rest of the night that i was up i was just like watching um i was like looking to see what the cheapest tickets were and i was trying to like change the price i was like i had them for 10 then i had them for like 9 and then 7.99 and i think there were there were like some there were like some $8 tickets i think and i listed mine for 8.99 i went to bed thinking like, okay, I bet they'll sell overnight, whatever. I wake up and uh, I didn't even tell you this part of the story, Jack, but I wake up and the tickets somehow were now listed for $32 each. So clearly no one bought them. So I was super pissed. I went on and I looked and like the cheapest tickets now were $6, which, which, you know, of course, because people are trying to unload their tickets. So I listed ours at six bucks and then they sold like fucking like 20 minutes later. Um, And it was, it was annoying because like I, I was trying to get back any sort of money that we got, so we got six bucks back uh, each. Um, so we, we were taking a, a an eleven dollar bath on these tickets. Okay. Um, but uh, Jack, I tried to call StubHub's uh, customer service to complain to uh, see if I could like you know to tell them that I had these two technical issues and like is there something you can do? And so I talked to the, a, a woman last night, and uh, she's like, well, um, let me you know, let me talk to my supervisors, whatever. And she's like, what exactly are you looking for here? And I'm like, it's just some sort of, you know, compensation for, for the technical issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, and so she's like, well, we're going to have to have our tech support call you back just because, you know, if these issues happen, we don't want them to happen to anybody else. It's like, what kind of bullshit is that? Like, and so they're like, do you want us to call you or email you? And I'm like, well, I'm going to be working. So I, you can't call me. So, um, you know, spoiler alert, I didn't get any messages from them today. Yeah. Um, so the jury's still out, but now I'm even more pissed and now I'm even more like determined to get our full, full money back. So, um, I thought I'd have like, I thought maybe this would be resolved by the, by the time we recorded this, but the jury's still out. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stay on this because now I'm, now I'm, now I'm hungry for blood. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to get us back that our whole, uh, $17 each. Um, I see, like it. You're, you're the last there. angry man, Jeremy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So no one, uh, no one, uh, makes me pay $17 for a ticket. I have a perfect, I have a, a perfectly entertaining time with my friend and see some ball players get a whole episode's, uh, worth of material out of this and, you know, and not get my money back. Hell no. I'm going to get my money back on top of all that. So, so there you go. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I guess, I guess, uh, to be continued on that one. Um, yeah. so yeah, that, I think that's going to wrap things up, uh, yeah. for this week. Um, Jeremy, you're going to St. Louis, uh, next week. I am. Yeah. I figured, you know, Hey, uh, you know, uh, it's officially like a hot spot now. Um, you know, what a better time to go to Missouri than uh, right now. So, uh, yeah, bad timing there on our part. Although St. Louis, I think the city itself is, um, is there, I think they're, they're definitely better than the rest of the state of Missouri, but I will be there next week for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, so yeah, we'll see, we'll see what we do for next week's uh, yeah. episode. You know, um, you know, Jack, I get back uh, Friday, you know, next ah. week. So maybe we could, maybe we could throw something together uh, at the end of the week. If we don't uh, listeners, you know, we'll have an off week next week. I know we just took one for uh, the all-star break, but um, you know, we, we're, we we have to find another game to get to. Um, so we'll, we'll figure something out. But uh, if we don't uh, get, get you guys an episode next week, it's cause I'm, uh, you know, having some uh, toasted ravioli and, some emo's pizza, uh, you know, in in Cardinal Land. 
Yeah, and enjoying it with, uh, yeah, Jeremy, you did once say that you would rather eat a COVID brownie than, than uh, you know, bunker up with Yachty Molina. So <laughs> there yes. you go. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, I'm not sure if the, actually the Cardinals, are, I think, are in town, uh, but I've been to that stadium before, so I don't need to go back. No, nobody, nobody hates the Cardinals more than, more than Jeremy. So um, I love it. So uh, cool. Well, we're going to sign off for this week. Uh, so thank you for joining us for Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. We'll see you next time. Later.